and we are your lovely co-hosts. Um, so Evan, yes, how, how how have you been? How how you been these last two months? Good. I've uh, been busy with uh, with a lot of stuff. But, like what? Uh, work, comedy, uh, moving, all sorts of fun yeah. endeavors. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, we moved. We we have our own little studio. Studio. If that's what you want to call studio it. Studio within. Office. Yeah, studio within our home per se. Right. Yeah. Within our our home, yes. which is weird. It is kind of weird. Going from a one bedroom apartment to three like, floors and a house. Right. And, yeah. Strange. Very strange, but it's also very nice. Right. So, what have you been watching? So in been, the last two months, uh, been watching Queer Eye season two on Netflix. Right. Been watching a lot of that. It's really, really good. Mm-hmm. If you haven't watched it, please go watch it. It's one of the most wholesome shows I've watched in a good long time. It's just, it's so, it's so sweet. It's so nice. It, it makes you feel good. Yeah. It's like watching an episode of Ellen. Yeah. Uh, well, I see. I can't. I never got into Ellen. I couldn't like. Mm. I never really watched her show much. It was just. It's very similar in the fact that it's very giving. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I. I mean, I don't watch Ellen. I don't. I don't like the game show. Kind of gimmicky talk show thing. Yeah. It's not it, my thing. To a point, it feels kind of gimmicky. It's just right. like yeah. But it's very similar in the fact that a lot of it is, um. You know, like she she just gives a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I got my mom into that show. I got my mom into Queer Eye. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep, we watched so. it. We watched it with her at a at a cookout we were having at the house and yeah. showed her the very first episode of season one. And and I think she cried. She cried. I saw her crying. <laughs> right. She got all teared up a little bit. She she likes stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Queer Eye's been good. What else? What else have you been watching? Uh gosh, what have I been watching? Uh, been watching some. I watched Supermarket Sweep a lot during our break, remember? (laughs) Oh, yeah, we found it. I had that period where I was watching Supermarket Sweep and other old game shows on Amazon Prime. Right, because they're free at the moment. They're free on Prime to watch, like, old... to watch old game shows. There's, like... Oh, the whole one? What was that? Oh, Hole in the Wall. Hole in the Wall, yeah. We watched that. Um... And its whole shtick was, hey, this is Japanese, kind of. Yeah, and it's like, it's Jap. We stole it from the Japanese. <laughs> Here we go. Like, hmm, okay. Just like, yeah, it was very weird. All right. Um, so we watched a lot of that. Right. Um, watched some old, watched some episodes of The Simpsons and stuff like that. I was watching some of those because I have the first ten seasons or so on DVD that I got like sometime last year from right from a family friend. So yeah, that was. Yeah, so I've, I'm just all over the place with what I've been watching. That's good. What yeah. about you? What have you been watching? Um, Westworld. Yes, that's which, right. Which is good. I want to go back and finish the current season. I mm-hmm. think I think it's over now. We only got like halfway through. Same thing with Barry, too. We got like halfway, halfway through. Halfway through. Yeah. And we stopped watching. So we got to go back and finish those. Mm-hmm. Um, I I am I, I have a bad addiction to Friends. It, it tends to be the episode... the. Ep- the show I put on while I do other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've noticed that with you recently. I'm on season six at the moment. Okay. Which is like five to ten are my favorite seasons. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited about that. Nice. Very excited to be like in my favorite season era. Yeah. With with friends. Um, it's, always, it's always cool when you go back and watch a show and you you watched it before and you realize, oh, yeah, this is the best part of the run. Right. Yeah. I kind of noticed that with The Office, too. Like when I've gone back and started watching the office again i'm going back and watching it like seasons two and three like compared to season one are miles better than well see i always thought i my opinion on that was always the opposite of friends i think seasons one through five of 
The Office are really good. Oh, it's uh, some of the best television ever, yeah. Five to ten are just kind of like, meh. Yeah, because after everything after Michael leaves. Yeah, I'm not a fan of. Everything after Michael leaves with like Robert California. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just doesn't work for me. I I didn't like it, but I I do quite like the the first couple seasons of Mm -hmm. of Office. Agreed, yeah. That's that's like my family's go back thing. Mm -hmm. So like I was watching um, Friends the other night Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden Netflix stops. Turns out that someone was on my account watching The Office, and I was Ooh. like, um, "Excuse me, we we all have our own <laughs> accounts. You need to get off of mine." So I had to kick them off. Nice, but yeah, yeah, um, that's pretty much what I've been watching. Yeah, I don't think I really, I haven't really been like watching a lot of TV shows. As of yeah, because we don't have cable anymore, so it's not like right. we like really are watching anything regularly. Right. It's it just hasn't been because like. I don't know. I'm such a podcast listener mm-hmm. that if I want something on in the background, it's normally a podcast right, or exactly. friends. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's really what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not here to discuss all TV shows. No, Evan. we are not. No, we are here to discuss one TV show in particular this month. Yes. One that we will be watching certain amount of episodes of at least four, at least four. We'll see how it goes somewhere between four and number lower than all of the episodes <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna watch all of them oh god I don't we know have the, like two weeks to do this <laughs> i don't have the time to do it <laughs> we have like two weeks before this season comes out yeah. um no we are watching um totally spies sweet which is i'm actually pretty excited for this um my overall opinion on totally spies isn't like grand the way it was for like say code lyoko mm-hmm. um in the way of like the ep- the shows that we have watched, it's probably in the middle of like Code Lyoko and like Dexter's Lab in a sense, where like Dexter's Lab, I was kind of like, I like it kind of, mm-hmm. and Code Lyoko, I was like, hell yeah, this yeah. is kind of like in the middle of both. Mm-hmm. You're just like, um, oh, okay, right? Like, like I think of it, and I I don't have any bad thoughts, mm-hmm. but it's also like not one of my favorite favorite shows. Right, exactly. So um, so yeah, I do have a little write up for us here. Cool. Um, so Totally Spies mm-hmm. is an animated series created by Vincent Chalvon, Dermersay, and David Michael, and it was produced by Marathon Media and Image Im- Entertainment Corporation. So it's another French show. Yes. Oh boy, another okay. French show. Okay, look, you know I, what happened with Code Lyoko. Um, it's not, but it's not Code Lyoko. Hey, Lynn. If you did not listen to last month's episode... Evan is not a fan of Code Lyoko. No, I hated that show because it was the same fucking thing every episode. <laughs> I love Code Lyoko. Skateboards I and love it. and sewers and the same song. You don't every... want to hang out in sewers? No, I don't. Skateboarding around? No, I prefer to be clean above ground. Maybe you want to be a Jeremy and ride a scooter. Who knows? No, I don't. You want to be Jeremy and um, what does he do? Virtualize everyone? Virtualization. I don't want to fuck a computer program, Lynn. <laughs> Look, she she eventually does materialize, okay? For like what then five? For her. like what five minutes? I don't know. I think it's like the last season or something. I haven't gotten that far with Code Lyoko. Oh, I'm what? like halfway through Code Lyoko. Um, I found out that the second season of Code Lyoko, or not the second, the uh, the reboot Code Lyoko Evolution mm-hmm. is live action, and now we have to watch it. No, we don't have to. Yes, because imagine Code Lyoko in like like live action no i think i I think that'd be hilarious no i don't want i'm sure i've to my understanding i because i thought it was well liked but it's not obviously because it is live action when it really should be animated um so we're gonna go back and watch that eventually i'm gonna put that on the list what kolioko evolution fuck (laughs) 
Yeah. I thought I was done with that. <laughs> nope. No, I think we're going to. Anyway, let's get back to Totally Spies. <laughs> well, as long as it's better than Kolioko, I'm cool with that. So, yes, this is technically another French show. I think we're going to say it's better than Kolioko. <laughs> well, I think I think you will think it's better than Kolioko. Okay. I think I think you will like this more than you liked Kolioko. Okay. Although I will say it is more of a female show, like it's mm-hmm. obviously more meant for for girls and boys, mm-hmm. but I don't think I don't think it would turn you off okay. entirely Fair in enough. my opinion. Um so the show's the show's art style um was anime inspired despite it being um more of a French and American television series. Mm-hmm. Um, it started off in French, in, in France. Sorry, it started off in France. Oh, it started off in the French. Okay. In the French. It was the French. <laughs> <laughs> the show was the French. Uh-huh. Um, it started off in France and then came to America. Um, it was released to ABC Family in 2001. Um, and then in Canada, it went to, it, it was released in 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has a total of 156 episodes, all spanned together in six seasons. So it's actually pretty hefty seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a giant gap in between the sixth season and the fifth season. Okay. It was rebooted back, I want to say in like 2014 ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I think only one season was like a reboot okay. and then nothing else. So the show has been around for about 14 years. Mm-hmm. Um, the series chronology is followed by the French TV show, the amazing spies, which is by the same people. Um, same concept almost, you know, kids who were spies sort of thing. This, in my opinion, has more of a Charlie's Angels feel mm-hmm. because of um, Jerry, who is like, I guess, in a sense, like the, their boss, the guy who basically gives them all the missions. Right. It's always, it, it always gave me more of a um, Charlie's Angels sort of feel than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so the premise of the show is three teenagers, Sam, who is played by Jennifer Hale, um, Alex, who was played by Katie Lee, who was in the Muppet Babies, mm-hmm. um, and Clover, who's played by Andrea Baker. She does a lot of extras. She was Mary Jane in Ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. Um, they're all from Beverly Hills, California, so that's where it's set. Mm-hmm. And they live a double life. During the day, they are normal high school teens, and by night, they are spies working for the World Organization of Human Protection, or WHOOP. So is this any relation to the office, uh, the office program called Woof? <laughs> how 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 different is the spelling? That's the thing I need to know. How is how is it spelled? How is Whoop spelled? W o o h p. Wait, W o o h p. Yes. That. Why not just go W o o p, or W h o o p? I don't know, Evan. Why don't Why don't you go talk to fucking um. David Michael and Vincent Chavlon Dermerset yourself. I don't have the money to go to France and ask them these questions. They don't have fucking emails. Email is, emailing is free, Evan. I don't have the time. Nostalgiacops at gmail.com. Email me your if, shows. If you if you <laughs> created Totally Spies and are somehow listening to this podcast, send us an email at nostalgia, to nostalgiacops at gmail.com telling, us why, telling me why I'm wrong. <laughs> anyway, so they work for Whoop. There it is. <sighs> you know that's getting cut, right? Um, I'm the one editing this. I'll cut what I want to cut. Oh, boy. Um, so the <laughs> girls are recruited by the organization's leader, Jerry, who is uh, Jess Harnell, who we all know. The voice of America's Funniest Home Videos. Yes. Um, so they solve crimes around the globe. 
Um, many of these missions involve dealing with villains who have been wronged at some point. Mm-hmm. And then later on, um, a lot of villains are repeated. So that's, okay. that's kind of like the um, ultimate underlie of everything is that these villains are evil because someone was evil to them. Mm-hmm. So that's how that goes. Um, and then within each episode is normally a subplot that focuses on like the normality of their lives. So right. a lot of it is in school. Mm-hmm. A lot of it revolves around their um, school nemesis called, I think she's called Mindy, Mandy, my, my, my bad, Mandy. Oh, like, Man- like Mandark. Yes, she kind of looks like Mandark if Mandark was like a 17-year-old female. Does she have the voice of Mandark? Her voice is fucking annoying. Oh, okay. Um, also so, played by Jennifer Hale. Okay. But it's like one of the worst voices Jennifer Hale has ever done. <laughs> is that something she's come out on come out on record and said? Or? No, that's my own opinion. Okay. Um, it's just very nasally, very high pitched. Gotcha. It's very annoying. Think mm-hmm. of think of Sissy from Code Lyoko only like times ten. Ooh. Like just not not fun to listen to. I guess mm. is the best way. That that don't sound fun. Um. So yeah, so their subplot is always about like the normality of their of their lives. So at first it's the high school, then they go and graduate, so it's university. Mm-hmm. It tends to be relationships, friendships, something to do with Mandy, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Gotcha. Um, and that's normally how an episode goes. Um, it's pretty straightforward. Um, the show used to the underlying show at first they weren't supposed to be spies; they were supposed to be a girl band. Oh, so kind of like Josie, it was like going to be a Josie and the Pussycats kind of thing. Right, but it then turned into Totally Spies. Okay. Um, any, there's any particular reason known for why it was changed not to sure. that new format or whatever? I, I think Totally Spies, with it being kind of the era of Kim Possible and, and you know, Harriet Spy and all mm-hmm. of that, um, I think the idea of a spy show was a bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I always found Totally Spies to be interesting as well because it is a very like feminine show and you'll see like the gadgets they have is always some sort of cosmetic thing that turns Mm. into a weapon of some sort or like a grapple gun or whatever well if i if i'm remembering correctly i'm guessing around i don't know if it was the same exact time period but like there was a show like where it was female secret agents called like vip or something and that pamela anderson was on it or something like that so, so I'm guessing it was sort of a response to that in that same era where it's like, hey, there's this spy show where there's these females, but they're like, it's for kids and like little girls can watch it. And it's not weird that like Pamela Anderson is running around in like probably some, I don't, I vaguely remember the show, but it was like. Maybe like a pleather onesie. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. That's that what they of wear. Stuff. And it's like, so I remember Sam is always like, she's always got like this green, like pleather outfit and it's all like a connected thing. Okay. Um, Alex is yellow. Clover is red. Okay. I remember that. Gotcha. Um, I remember the one thing I really liked about the show was that yes, these, you know, they're girls. Yes. They have, um, more effeminate features. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have a really, really cool job that's normally associated with a guy. Right. And, yeah. you know, they're able to kick ass and still be like a regular girl. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that's what I always liked about the show. I remember their gadgets. Like I said, they're always like some sort of cosmetic thing that turns into something else, mm-hmm. which I always thought was really interesting. Right. I remember the one weird thing I remember that like I always wanted more explanation was like how they were transported to whoop. Okay. So like, you'll see, like there'll be, normally the show starts with the subplot. 
mm-hmm. they get that established first. Oh, so they don't establish the main storyline. Not always. Normally, it's like you, you know, maybe like you'll get like a, a cut scene from who, like who the villain so is. So like the cold open would be like, oh, here's the villain, right? But then the first scene after that is like another normally the subplot. subplot. Okay. And it's normally establishing the subplot first, and then the girls are transported to Whoop about the main plot. And mm. the way they're transported is the most interesting shit I've ever seen. They'll be like in school and one of them will like open up a locker and they'll be fucking vacuum sucked in and then like they'll just plop on a chair and there's there there's Jerry waiting Wait, for them. So like they have access to some weird fucking black hole technology that can get It's weird and it's always like it might not and like sometimes it's not even at the school, sometimes it's like at home or at the mall. It's always like a different setting and it's like how the fuck are they able to do this? What it's the hell? so weird. That it's is- like and I always wanted to explain, like, I get why they do it. It's, like, kind of, like, a comedic thing. Like, oh, how are they going to be transported this time? But it's, like, how does Whoop set all of this up? This must take months of planning. So Whoop sounds like sort of a S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of group where it's, they just have access to this weird fucking oh, technology man, that much. can just, like, do all this shit. It's very weird. So I remember that very well as as well. Hmm. Um, Clover's very, like, valley girl. Um, you know, she has that valley girl accent. A- Alex is more of a tomboy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sam is like smarty pants. Uh, okay. You know, gotcha. like she's like super smart. Yeah. And that's normally her deal. Um, it's the, you typically have to have one of each of those archetypes in a group like right. that. Right. Um, but that's really what I remember of it. Okay. I don't remember much else of that. Have you ever watched Totally Spies? I vaguely probably remember watching it when I was a kid, maybe once or twice, but okay. I think it was probably something more so my sister might've been into. Okay. Um, do you know how? Do you know her feelings towards it? Not off the top of my head. That'd be something I'd have to like actually ask her about and see what she remembers about that show and what her feelings were about it. Okay. Um, my sister was very much like a Disney Channel kid, so she watched all the shit on Disney. So Channel. she probably knew more like Kim Possible. Yeah, probably more of that. Right. So I will say, if you're a fan of Kim Possible, you would probably like Totally Spies. Yeah. I. I mean, I enjoyed Kim Possible for what it was like right. when I watched it. Um, so I'll probably, I'll probably enjoy this. I'll probably enjoy it more than I did Code Lyoko. That's for sure. <laughs> um, it's a lot of fun. I think it's a fun show personally. Um, it's not one that I have really, really fond memories of. So mm-hmm. like the way that the lineup went and this is a, around Code Lyoko when I like was watching Code Lyoko mm-hmm. was that there would be Code Lyoko would be like the last show I would watch. And the first show I would watch would be totally or not totally spies, um, teen Titans. Mm-hmm. So I think totally spies was in the middle okay. because it gave me a reason to like keep the TV on. Gotcha. Um, and that's just how I remember it. Like if it was on, I'd watch it. Um, and, and as a kid, I, I kind of went back and back and forth between Disney and cartoon network because Disney, mm-hmm. Disney was very like, uh, wash rinse repeat with a lot of their stuff yeah it was the same tv shows yeah it felt like it felt like the same it's felt like the same central kind of story and themes just with different characters and and 99 percent of the time they didn't change up their lineup they didn't change up their shows it was Mm -hmm. i mean like i i could probably tell you all the shows i watched on disney as a kid yeah and i'm sure like you would agree like there wasn't much change whereas with cartoon network they've always been much more um much more about growth with their shows they've been more willing to experiment and do different i mean look at their lineup now i mean it today it's it's so diverse and so out there right and they have all these amazing animators and creators that are doing all this new stuff which is cool Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, what I've seen recently is like, and it's led to controversy as well. Stuff like uh, Thundercats Go, I think, is the the new Thundercats They're, series coming out. 
yeah it's it's getting very harsh comparisons in terms of its art style and the way it looks to things like steven universe and gravity falls where which don't get me wrong great shows in their own right but a thing but a property like thundercats that has such a well they did the same thing to teen titans right but i i think i think that worked more so because the characters can be applied to certain to different things like that the thing with Thundercats is that it had a very certain art style and aura and things around it and a certain certain the fan base had certain expectations for that. Okay. And I think they had different expectations for a reboot than what's actually given to them. Now, who knows when it comes out, the humor may work and it's going to super funny and hilarious and it works on every level. But right. I can understand the backlash that some fans had considering the love that they have for how the original series was. Right. So it's totally, I, I understand it, but it's also, you know, it's kind of, hopefully that's not going to become the trend with everything. That it's going to come to that super chibi, like, small looking, small, short and stubby looking characters with in every show. Head. Yeah, in every show. Right. So I will say that's that's the one downfall with, with Cartoon Network. It seems like at one point they kind of hit the jackpot with a couple shows where that was the art style Mm -hmm. and they're kind of falling into that Disney niche where it's like, well, if this is working, let's just roll with it. Let's just keep producing things. Right. Yeah. Um, And I will say like the reason why I brought up Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go is because the, the people who watch Teen Titans Go are not the people who watch Teen Titans. When I heard that they were doing a reboot of Teen Titans, I was so excited. And then I saw it and I like practically threw up. Mm -hmm. It was just so disappointing because Teen Titans was such a good show that Mm -hmm. like, it, as a 24 year old woman i would go back and watch it now because the the co- the comedy in it was good mm-hmm. character arcs were good they had a lot of serious moments a lot of serious episodes that were really really good yeah i i would go back and watch it in a heartbeat but they turned it into something that's just like jokes mm-hmm. jokes on jokes on jokes and jokes and jokes and that's what they're doing now whereas i really liked cartoon network really in like the early 2000s era when a lot of it was experimental a lot of it was new they were coming out with a lot of new shows cow and chicken courage the cowardly dog ed ed and eddie all those things fosters fosters i love um, Fo- even- yeah fosters i think was sort of that it felt like that bridge like where it was still the kid oriented stuff um, but it was, st- but it was very experimental right. in how it handled things. The art style was super weird and trippy, but mm-hmm. it still had the great comedy and the great writing. Right, right, and I, th- I feel like that was like actually one of the starts of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like it got a little better. Like it, it got better in age. I remember I was like probably twelve, thirteen, mm-hmm. when, um, when uh, Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack and Chowder came out. Mm-hmm. I loved both of those shows, and I remember being like an more of an older teen and watching it with my brothers and my brothers liked the show. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it with my parents and my parents liked the shows. So like, that's what I always liked about Cartoon Network. I kind of feel like they're falling off that wagon now, which is just a shame Yeah, because um, earlier on in their, in their networking careers, they were really good. Yeah. Um, but that's what I always like teeter totted is like, if I got sick of Disney, I would just go watch Cartoon Network. And then if I didn't like anything on Cartoon Network, I would go back to Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, we rambled about Cartoon Network for a bit. Hey, but you know, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> when, when we're talking about it, you know, it's, it's a big part of our childhood and to see it change right. how it had, you know, it's very, it's very interesting to see the shift in, you know, their programming choices and how they actually build their series and how they build right. their blocks of programming. Right. Now. Right. Because it feels like they're really trying to cater to a certain demographic and trying to find ways to bring back in that 
older crowd that you know is in their like probably mid twenties, like us, that, like us that watched you know watched in the early two thousands and liked all that old stuff, right? You know, you see all these Facebook posts of you know fake like fake stuff of like oh Ed and Nettie reboot where it's like somebody drew like newer versions of the characters in like a style like a Steven Universe or something like that. Right. And it's like, eh, you know, if. To, at some point, it feels like they're just reaching too far, but you know you gotta you gotta give them credit for at least trying. I do like I I get why they I get why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. I just kind of wished they because they went so far out the box and then find themselves again, mm-hmm. and I felt like that's kind of taking a step backwards. Mm-hmm. Especially with your cartoons and everything. Yeah. And I get why they did it. Like I said, I understand why they did it. Especially because Steven Universe has been, uh, is one of those shows that it's, it's very popular with the young crowd, but it's also got a very older fan base that are like our age. Right. So I do, I do get why they did it. I just am not, I think it's safe. Yeah. I think is the best way to put it. I think it's safe. It, it's kind of akin to what Nick did in their like in their mid 2000s phase right. where, where they phased out a lot of well, they still had, you know, their flagship animated animated shows. Right. But they focused a lot more on the live action stuff. And the live a- it was it was the same thing with um, Disney. Disney did the same thing mm-hmm. um, because, you know, things like um, that's a raven mm-hmm. and um, what else? Lizzie McGuire, yep. those, those shows, Phil of the Future, they were all really good hits. So they mm-hmm. thought, oh, let's just go, you know, let's, let's do Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Let's put them mm-hmm. on a cruise. Let's Wizards do of Waverly Place. Right. All that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. And, and even like some of the children's programming too, they like, they shied away from doing like stuff. Like if you have a chance, go to the YouTube channel Defunct Land and watch their defunct TV episode on Bear in the Big Blue House. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing look at that show and a nice behind the scenes look at how that show came about right. and, you know, all the all the weird things that Disney did, you know, towards the end of the run where, you know, cuz that show was on for like 5 years or so. It was on for a while. It was on for a I while remember. and it was huge. I never oh, yeah. realized like until I watched that video how huge it actually was. Um, I watched it a lot and I loved it. It's a great show. It's great. Um, it's yeah. I definitely recommend checking out that video. Um, yeah, because it's it's very interesting to kind of look back on all those on those channels and how they you know Absolutely. grew and changed. So Absolutely. Anyway, um, I think we've rambled enough. Yes. Um, I am very excited to watch this with you. Me too. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you like it. We're going to be watching it on YouTube. So the one issue with YouTube is that this is not its official home. Mm-hmm. it's just where i found it and i really like i could pirate it i just don't want to pirate things it's just not my are you don't want to pirate uh, the television shows i'm going to actually hit you you're across the table this is not a big table <laughs> this is a card table <laughs> we are not that far apart from it's one true. another you're not um but there's expensive equipment in between us yeah and you know what i'll still use it <laughs> Try me, boy. Oh boy. Anyway, so the one problem about it being on YouTube is that you can find most of the episodes, and I'm not very concerned with watching these episodes out of out of turn because a lot of them are more confined, just within like their arc, and not a lot of them are continuing stories. Mm-hmm. So if we do watch, you know, season one, episode one, then season two, episode three, I'm not going to be upset, but it's not going to be the best quality. Mm-hmm. And okay. I'm going to warn you right now because I did find season one, episode one, and it's mm-hmm. very choppy, very blocky. Mm-hmm. But um, hopefully we can find some episodes that are of decent quality that we can watch mm-hmm. because I just don't want to pirate it. I just don't see the point in it. Right. And we'll definitely make sure, you know, when we're actually going through the the episodes that we watch, we'll let you know exactly which ones we watched. Right. Um, 
so that way you can you can follow along and um, actually we'll keep tuned keep tuned to our Twitter page. We'll actually as we're maybe we'll do like a live tweeting thing as we're watching it and we, just live tweet what episodes we're watching. Yeah, we yeah. won't give away any of the notes. Yeah, just like basic and like do like general thoughts of the episode and save our like expounded thoughts for when we actually record. So right. So I'd stay tuned to our Twitter page at Nostalgia Cops for uh, for that info. So. Right. So other than that, I think it's time for us to cut to break so we can go watch our episodes. Yeah. And when you hear from us again, we're going to be sitting down and talking about at least four episodes of Totally Spy. At least four, possibly more. Possibly more. It's hopefully, a 23 minute show. Hopefully so. not all hundred and however many there are. Evan, I hate to tell you, but we're sitting in front of the TV for the next two weeks. Uh, I got to go to work. No. I got to make money. No. So what do I tell my boss? You tell him that you're a totally spy now. I'm a totally spy now, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, um, thanks again for listening to the newest episode of Nostalgia Cops. I hope you guys really, really enjoy uh, this episode featuring Totally Spies. This was actually a really fun show to go back and watch, so I'm really glad we did so. I just wanted to give a couple people some shout-outs while we're here. Um, There is a podcast called Totally Reprise, which um, is all about Totally Spies. It's a rewatch podcast um, with two hosts that go by Molly and Ashley, I believe. You can find them on iTunes. They are part of the Audio Entropy Network. Another podcast I wanted to mention really quick is by a couple of dear friends of ours. It's called the Never Done Again podcast, currently available on YouTube. I'm sure they're going to open up their platforms again um, in other forms eventually. Uh, They are um, two hosts, Joe and Kat. Um, They just basically talk about improv. And if you listen to Read Between, you know how much improv means to the two of us. So go ahead and give those two podcasts a listen. I hope you enjoy them. Um, As for Nostalgia Cops, let's get on to Totally Spies. And welcome back. We are back from watching a total of four episodes. Four episodes of uh, Code Lyoko. God, I'm stuck. I know you love Code Lyoko. I know you love it. I'm stuck in May of this year, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're back from watching Totally Spies. Yes, Totally Spies. What was your overall opinion, Evan? Um, I actually really like this. I I like this a lot more than I thought I would. Okay. Very, the humor was actually pretty funny. Um, it was a lot less annoying than Dexter's <laughs> Lab or Code Lyoko. So, yeah, I definitely enjoyed this. I'm glad. And this was pretty much... So, when you watched it, was anything familiar to you? Or do you still think that you did not watch this as a kid? Uh, I still don't think I really watched this as a kid. Okay. I, when I'm going back and watching it now, there's not a whole lot that really like stands out to me. So Okay. The first two episodes we watched, yes, those two stuck out to me. Really? Um, yes. So a thing for musicians stuck out to me, and so did um, it's how you play the game. Okay. Um, a little bit of the Incredible Bulk. Okay. And then um, mime your own business. I I don't remember one bit of it. Okay. So those are the four that we watched. Basically, Evan and I took an impro- took an approach where um, we were able to find the first four seasons on youtube under the username totally spies with with the exclamation point on the on the bottom of it um because there's another youtube that has 
just totally spies and I think they have episodes but they're either not good quality or there's not a lot of them and there's a, there is a YouTube channel that has the totally spies movie on it as well yes but I don't I don't know if that's the same one that how ha- that houses these seasons or what we'd have to go back and th- right. confirm because like we well we haven't watched any of the any films related to these shows because like Code Lyoko had a film I didn't right. I didn't make you watch that I, film. I feel like Dexter's Lab had a TV movie at some point I'm too, sure it but did. I don't remember I would be surprised if it didn't yeah. honestly um what what are your thoughts overall of the four episodes that we watched i liked it i thought parts of it were really goofy oh yeah for sure um very but, goofy but like a good goofy yeah. you know like like the weird accents and and stuff oh we'll get into that <laughs> like i i know that they were bad but i thought they were good bad in my opinion like yeah. it, like the kind of accent that children associate with those types of people mm-hmm. so i thought i thought it was cute overall yeah agreed um I will say, I'll go into this a little bit more. I think they make the girls a bit more badass as the seasons progress. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I see that a lot. So, yeah. yeah. I'm really excited. So, without further ado, let's go into the first episode. Yes. Um, a thing for musicians. Um, this is the first episode of the first season. Yes. So, this is how we meet our characters, Clover, Sam, and Alex. Yes. Uh, Clover is your everyday valley girl. Sam is like the smarty pants of the group. Mm-hmm. Alex is the tomboy. Yes. Um, there is a new guy in town. I don't even remember his Ricky name. Ricky Mathis. Wow. Well, there's Ricky Mathis. Oh, wait, Ricky Mathis. Oh, no. Damon. Damon yeah. was the so, guy's name. So with Clover, she likes the new guy, Damon, who plays guitar. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's like your surfer bro with, with basically an acoustic guitar. Cha. I like to play music. <laughs> Cha. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it's pretty, what he sounded like, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um... And then there's Ricky, mm-hmm. who is like this overnight pop sensation who put out one single and people are f- literally frothing at the mouth for him. I, I put that Ricky Mathis is the Justin Bieber of this universe. Pretty much in a weird way. Yeah. Um, or I'm trying to think of somebody. No, I would say he's more like the Mason Ramsey of this universe, the Walmart yodel kid <laughs> who just be- who just became an overnight sensation. With one song. With one song, with one literally. Song. And right. with Mason, it was more of a cover than anything. Right. So, yeah. It's... Right. I love Mason. He's such a little sweet. But I don't know what I do. But, like, he's such a cute kid. He's so nice. He's on Twitter now dabbing and, like, doing all this dumb shit. <laughs> oh, he's a child. What I, do you expect? I get it, but, like... He's a child. Like, how old is he? Not even 10? Although I will, I something like that. Although I will give him credit, I did see a Twitter video of him uh, with his friends, and it was the caption was "Saturdays are for the boys," and it's just him in his bedroom with his two friends. One's on a banjo, and two are on guitars, <laughs> and it's just it's fucking great. It's great. Oh like my God, it's so that's funny. Great. I love it. Anyway, let's get back to Totally Spies. <laughs> no, I want to keep talking about Yodel Kid. So, with the girls, Clover's in love with Damon. Um, however, their um, arch enemy. Mandy? We really didn't get her name. Did you get her name? Um, I think it's Mandy. I think it is Mandy, too. Yeah, because we said Mandy in the beginning because it relates to Mandark. Right, right, right. The villain. Mandy gets to Damon first. Yes. And, and so Man- uh, Damon is kind of like smitten over Mandy in the beginning. One, one, thing I, one thing I took note of, especially in the beginning, um, especially after Mandy takes Damon, is that the facial expressions on these characters are insane. Right. You can definitely see an inspiration from the anime world right. with the way they animate these characters. Absolutely. Um, which I think is really cool. I think because like Code Lyoko, it felt like their anime, their expressions were very muted. 
very muted or, or like it was the same. Yeah. You know, kid, those kids were so serious and so stern, you know? Yeah, they didn't really go to any extreme emotion or anything right. like that. Which, right. Which here, it's like evident all over the place. Right. Like they, they are doing facial expressions all like, the time. All the time. They yeah. change constantly. Yeah. Especially, I find that more more with Alex than the rest of them. I think Alex mm-hmm. is, is more of the goofier yeah. now, of the three. Please, please refresh me. I'm trying. I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to sound like I didn't pay attention. Clover is the blonde haired one. Yes. Uh, Alex is the is the dark haired one. No. Uh, yes. Alex is dark haired. And, and then, then Sam. Played by Jennifer Hale. Played by Jennifer Hale is the redhead? Yes, okay. all three. All right. Yeah. So you got it right. You're fine. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I was on the right track so <laughs> no, you're I know good. who I'm talking about. You're good. Cool. So um, after Clover tries to um, tries to get Damon's attention mm-hmm. and fails, right? the girls are sitting on a bench in school, and we get our first whoop transportation cut whoop there they go whoop there they go is the best way to describe it i love that you came up with that basically these we should change the name of the podcast there they go (laughs) that's the that's That's, the name of this episode that's the name of our of our new totally spies rewatch podcast (laughs) um so they are transported to whoop basically the uh the bench they're on it just like falls out yeah and they are thrown down this tube and land on this little couch um, and there's Jerry or Jess Arnell or every voice in this car- in this entire freaking show, every, at least in the first season. In this first season, or at least in this first episode, it seems like every male voice, aside from Ricky Mathis, was done by Jess Arnell. Right. I think I think you're right almost. Which goes um, to show how much of a fucking chameleon Jess Harnell is. And and we'll, what you'll see later on in the seasons is that, is that Jess Harnell gets less and less frequent to the mm-hmm. point that I don't even think he plays Jerry after a while. Uh, yeah, I think season three, I think, is when he stopped playing Jerry. Right. Which, right. which by the way, side note, tangent, if you haven't seen the documentary I Know That Voice, please go watch that documentary. It's a great documentary. It's some, I believe it's on Netflix. Or it is. It's on Netflix. Please yeah. go watch that documentary if you are into voice acting at all, because Jess Harnell's a big part of it. But you get, and I think Jennifer Hale might be a part of it too. Jennifer Hale's in it, yes. Yes, please go watch that documentary. It is mm-hmm. an awesome documentary about the whole history of voice acting. Uh, but back to back to our discussion on the first episode. Right. So, um, so they are in Whoop headquarters with mm-hmm. Jerry, and Jerry is explaining to them Ricky and how Ricky put out just one single, and all of a sudden he's got. He's selling out stadiums. He's got giant groups of fans, people causing actual like trampling and and mayhem, and, and mayhem at like stores just to get his CD. Which, yeah. if you put out a single, why do you have a CD? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so their job is to go to a concert of his, um, disguised as a band yeah, that's they're... opening for him, yep. and find out more about him. So Evan, what's the name of this? What's the name of this super awesome band? Well, you know, it's it's funny because it's a super super obscure name, right? That would not lead them. At all. No, I'm just fucking kidding. The band's name is Spies. <laughs> even the even the characters, even Clover was like, "That's so that's so dumb. dumb. Like, why are we called the Spies? Yeah. So even the characters, and that's what I like about the show is that it it tends to pick on itself a lot. Yeah, which. Where, where I think that's in other shows it's less so. Yeah. At least the ones that we've watched so far. Are yeah. Less so they don't they don't want to be self deprecating in any way. Right. 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 I my one note is in all caps saying way to stay covert calling the secret fake band spies. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Right. So um. 
So they, from what I remember, they drop in, I think they're in like London or something. Something like that, yeah. I think yeah. they're in London. And first of all, like you get a blast to the past. I think we're transported back to the 1970s with the, with these looks. Yeah, something um, like, yeah, their their looks are like, like the, bell bottoms and. the um. Well, I mean, that's kind of like the joke of the show too, is that like while they're supposed to be high tech and futuristic, there is um, more of like a way back feel to their dressing and, mm-hmm. and, you know, the style of the rooms and all of that. They all have their own um, odd look in a way. I guess like I would say like retro look. But um, the plane is decked out in like the most weird garb in the world. There's giant um, lava columns in their hotel room yeah like they got like the most swank hotel room right as a, as a fake band i mean whoop must have a lot of money to be able to put these girls up in these ridiculous places right so they meet ricky and ricky seems like a nice wholesome dude yeah he seems like just a normal dude, normal guy just like wanting to play music you know mm-hmm. and then they meet his manager oh gosh who manager. looks like a pedophile. Phil Phil Jenkins was his name. Phil Jenkins, thank you. Yeah, that's like a that's a real like he was so weird. Name. Yeah, and he he looks like your basic scumbag dude with a lot of money. He's yeah. he's you know a bit rounder. He's got a bit rounder. <laughs> he, he is. He's round. No, he's you're like, not wrong. He's like fat. Yeah, you know he's, he's a bit he's rotund. gluttonous. He's gluttonous. I guess he's rotund. Like. Rotund. Um. So yeah, he's this big guy. He's got like a button up on, but like the first three buttons are undone. Yeah. And he's got like this weird ass vest over top. Did, um, like, did you ever see the movie Tropic Thunder? Yes. Remember Tom Cruise's character in that movie? Yes. Le, uh, Len Grossman or yes. Les Grossman? Th- pretty much Les Grossman. Basically, with like long dark hair. Yeah, yeah. Because Tom, Tom Cruise's character was like balding. Right, right, right. He had, like, the monk haircut, basically. Right, exactly. Yeah. So that's basically who he is. And Mm -hmm. then... Then I think we transition into the studio where Ricky's recording his next single. No, that's a little bit later on. Or is it? Yes. So what happens is they're in the hotel room, they're hanging out, and one of Ricky's CDs, like, is exposed. And it's, like, radiating green. It's glowing, yeah. And Sam's like, what the heck is this? I'm going to send this for analysis, quote unquote. That's a word you're going to hear a lot in the mm-hmm. show, analysis. Yeah. Um, and she sends it off to analysis. Meanwhile, Clover grabs one of the CV- CDs and listens to it. And now she seems like brainwashed after mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, also, you get this weird scene. I don't exactly remember what happened, but there's this re- weird scene where like they're talking to Ricky about his recording studio and like, oh, we would love to see you record, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And Phil goes, no, 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 you can't do that. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. He doesn't record anywhere around here. He has to go to like a secret place. Yeah. Or oh, that that's right. Right. Yeah. Because the um, because later on or, okay, but first before we get to that, mm-hmm. the girls do their first performance. Right, right, right. They do their first performance. And they're like, wow, we're so good. And then Sam makes a joke and is like, dude, it's all pre-recorded. Like, your amps aren't even plugged <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, we're not even like, plugged into anything. Like, obviously you're good. And my reaction to that, I think I made a note about it too, was that I was like, how the hell do people in the audience not realize that their fucking amps aren't Yeah, especially in? when they're like not facing out towards the audience. Right. And talking to one another on stage. Right. It was so weird. And then Ricky performs and everyone's going fucking crazy for Ricky. Yeah. And then after that, 
then I think. Um, well, I think I think that you get a glimpse of like who the quote unquote bad guy is. Yeah, yeah. But you don't see him. It's just like his shadow or something. Yeah, we just get a we get a glimpse of him. Right, and then Jerry reaches the girls and goes, "Hey, I have that quote unquote analysis back of the CD. It's being produced on this remote island and called Brazuela. Brazuela, yeah. It's <laughs> like I, like I'm sorry. Are Brazil and Venezuela close enough that they can just combine into one fucking country? No. It, <laughs> no, and it's not. Neither one is an island, right? Yeah, it's not yet. Yeah, <laughs> neither, neither, like I'm sure there's islands around, maybe Brazil. Yeah, but like Brazil's a coastal, yeah, <laughs> coastal place. But yes, yeah, yeah. so so on the on the sec- on the secret island of Brazuela. <laughs> um. Yeah, and so like basically, Jerry finds that like um the the person who owns the producing company behind Ricky's CD is this old dude who used to be part of a metal band mm-hmm. who got in a bad fire accident yeah, and had else? to stop performing basically. Yeah. So um, that's mean, who owns it. And the, he lives on this Brazilian Island. The, the I mean, the dude was pulling a rip in solo before he lost his arm. Right, right, right. I mean, that solo was played multiple times, by the way, like whenever he enters yeah. in a room, it's like, yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty much. It's like really cool. I've come to find you, but that's really what it is. Yeah. Like in the background, it's like his entrance music yeah. all the time. It's like Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? But sh- without a hand. <laughs> so the girls end up on this Brazilian island. They are somehow invited to see Ricky record. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sam and Alex are still normal. Clover is still brainwashed, mm-hmm. and. Then Phil is his name, the pr- the yeah, manager. Yeah, Phil Jenkins. Yeah. Phil goes up to Ricky, says, "Hey, I have the lyrics for your new song." Ricky goes, "What is this?" And it says, "I am Ricky. I am your master." Yeah. Something something, spread disaster. Yeah. Something along the lines of that. Yeah. And Ricky's like, "These are like, if I was Ricky, I'd be like, dude, what the fuck? Are we running a cult? What the fuck yeah. is going on?" Ricky's just like, well, "These aren't the lyrics I wrote. <laughs> What's?" Th- but these aren't my lyrics. But let's be honest. Did Ricky actually really write any lyrics, do you think? I think he was just a pretty little face with yeah, little voice. Yeah, that's pretty much. I think. I mean, even when you hear like glimpses of his music, because you can hear the music play out of headphones and stuff, mm-hmm. it just sounds like mariachi music. Yeah. It doesn't really sound like actual like <laughs> pop music. I, mariachi music. So he just writes variations of La Cucaracha. Yeah, I think song. so. It sounded very- My name is Ricky. <laughs> my name is Ricky. I'm gonna sing a song for you. <laughs> That's really what it sounded like. It sounded like weird music that like you would not hear from a pop star, basically. Um, so while Ricky is recording the new song, mm-hmm. Sam and Alex go off by themselves, and they find the quote unquote secret layer of. Do you remember the metal guy's name? Do you have his name? Uh, you're, you're the name guy here. What is it? Sebastian Saga. Sebastian Saga, thank you. Yes. Um, so they find Sebastian's lair, and they are they end up Alex and Sam end up underneath Sebastian's desk, uh-huh. and they witness um, Sebastian brainwashing one of his employees. Yeah, that's right. And then the employee comes out and goes, uh, "You are Ricky. You are my master." Yeah. You know, I'll follow you into disaster. Whatever he says, something around that. I forget like the little line in between. Mm-hmm. So. They find out the plan, and then Alex, being the big mouth she is, gives them away and starts fucking screaming. Yeah. So this is where what I find interesting. In this first episode, the girls 
try their best to avoid combat. Mm-hmm. They don't want it. They're afraid of it. They don't like it. But when we get to, you know, the older episodes, um, or I'm sorry, when we get to the newer episodes, mm-hmm. they fight. Yeah, they fight. They a start lot. fighting a lot, <laughs> and they fight a lot, and it's good fighting. Mm-hmm. So that's what I found interesting most is like this this first season. It seems they were supposed to be portraying these girls that yes can go around the world and and do secret spy missions, but oh no no no, they can't fight because they're girls. Yeah, more pacifist kind of approach. Right. So this is where I get a little fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Sam and Alex get locked. In a studio room. Yeah. And Phil is threatening to... Because eventually they're caught. Phil threatens to brainwash them. Yeah. The way they did to Clover. hmm Do you remember what happened after that? They... Because I... They I've, break out. Right. They break out some... I think it's with one of the gadgets that they have. Yeah. I, I don't remember the gadgets from this episode. I'll be honest. I, I don't remember any of them from this episode at yeah, all. Yeah. I, um, I remember the belt, but that's it. Yeah. Um, I, and the belt's present in all of them. It was one of the other gadgets. I don't remember. But it was a gadget that they had. That's the yeah. other thing about the show is that they have... Um, like three gadgets that they get, like typically. N- normally about three. And then they have the compact mirror that actually is like a video phone. Yeah. Um, and it's always different stuff. Like sometimes it'll be bubble gum that can um, produce oxygen underwater. It can be a hair dryer that's actually a gun. It can be a whole bunch of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but they get out somehow, and I don't remember. Yeah. And they go to Ricky's next concert where he's going to play this master song or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's a giant satellite. That's right. Yeah. This is where I got so confused. There's a giant satellite in this stadium. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? It was gonna brought. Well, the thing was, Sebastian Saga's plan was to was to brainwash the entire world, and right. that satellite was gonna push out the feed mm-hmm. and the song to everybody in the world to brainwash them. I know that, but yeah. it, th- this is where it gets like weird for me. I, I and it gets a little muddled. So basically, what I know is that right as everyone starts getting hypnotized, mm-hmm. Sam and Alex somehow like blow up the satellite. Mm-hmm. Like the satellite gets disabled in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, the helicopter that Phil and Sebastian are on crash mm-hmm. and they're put in handcuffs and then oh, everyone's freed from brainwashing. Yeah. And that's basically the end of that. Mm-hmm. So my question is, A, these girls just saved quite literally everybody mm-hmm. from being brainwashed and causing absolute chaos. How does nobody know that these girls are spies? Good Samaritans. They're right? good Samaritans. Okay, yeah, right place, sure. Right what the time, good Samaritans. Ever. Second, if I were Ricky, I would be devastated. Because, like, like... My career's over. Right, and it just happened. Mm-hmm. So, like, he, he's having this thriving career. Oh, my God, one single out, and I'm a fucking star. Eat it. And then just to realize, oh, no, I'm not a star. I was just brainwashing everybody. I'm just, I'm just a big dork. And he's just, like, he's just, like, the cutest little cutie pie. And I feel very bad for Ricky. Yeah. However, that doesn't that's not necessarily where it ends. You do get one last shot of the girls back at school. With Damon. With Damon. And what I forgot to mention is that um, the first time that the girls met Ricky in London, mm-hmm. Clover called Damon from her hotel that's phone. Right. Yeah. And oh, and this is where it got weird too. She's like, Oh yeah, I'm in a band. We're called the spies and I'm uh-huh. I'm performing for Ricky. I'm gonna be his opener. And it's like, girl, you're undercover. Yeah. You were under you're not allowed to do this undercover. Yeah. Like you're supposed he, to what? Well and Dame and Damon also sent her flowers too. He sent her flowers and she didn't care because yep. that's when she was brainwashed. Yep. Um 
So basically, Damon comes over and is like, "Hey, bro, since you're back, you want like you want like Calabra?" Basically, it's like it's like the 2018 way of saying uh-huh. it. And she was like, "I'm so over a musician." Yeah, because you know the last one she had a crush on fucking hypnotized. That's that's one thing too. It. it their their whole idea on relationships and the way relationships work in this world is completely ass backwards. And we'll, yeah, we'll get into it later on when we talk about other. And it episodes. stays that way too. It does. It's yeah. very. It's very like a, a young way of thinking. Yes. You know, it's it's catered to the idea that the girls that are probably watching this are age ten to twelve, mm-hmm. and they all girls age ten to twelve. They just oh cute boy. Like that's really. And like all liking the same boy, right, right, right. It, that's how that, that that's how simple it is. That's yeah. how like non-complex the entire boy situation. And it's it's apparent in almost every episode we watch, mm-hmm. at least one of the girls yeah. falls in love with someone. There was only one episode where that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I think I might be forgetting. Um. Anyway, that is the end of episode one. Of episode one. We move on to move on to episode two, which is in season two. Season two, episode five. Yes. Titled "It's How You Play the Game." Yes. So this is the one that's basically featured around the Olympics. Yes. Um, At first, I didn't, I didn't remember them naming the country, but I found out afterwards that the country that the, this team is from is Zanzibar. Zanzibar, yes. I I missed that detail initially, so yeah, no, it's it's Zanzibar, which I think is hilarious, and um, I don't remember how this opened it opened with the with the daughter in sleeping in the bedroom and the father coach coming into the bedroom oh their father daughter yeah or it seemed like a like a coach or father daughter coach I, oh i thought i thought like it, it was just like, like a coach and it seemed like it i mean maybe you're right maybe it is like a father daughter thing or, I didn't, or maybe or maybe i misread it but right. but either way it was it was this girl she was a, she was one of the team members she was a she figure was, skater she was figure skater she was sleeping and her coach comes in and he has this jar full of these full of these parasite things like these metal uh, bugs these, yeah these little metal bugs and he puts one of them i think just one of them in her ear um and which of course freaky because you just hear it go as it's like going into her ear. Right, it's so fucking gross. Yeah, very gross. Um, so that's the opening, but like what's the scene after that when they're in school? Uh, so there's this new guy David that they're is all Is that the David one? Yes, that's the David one. You're right. Cuz it it's is. the subplot of this episode. And they're all in love with David. Yes. So David has, you know, he's the he's he's a fucking, I don't know, triple threat. Something. <laughs> like, you know, he's he can relate to Clover. Mhm for whatever reason i don't know what they have in common um and then alex like he he can be super sporty with alex and then like he's super smart so sam's in love with them mm-hmm. so they all get together and like oh i met this dreamy guy he's new he's really into this that and the other thing and they all find out it's david and then they all get pissed at one another yeah and basically they see it as competition right so they're they're less friendly to one another they're they're less willing to work as teammates mm-hmm. shortly after they have this huge fight um i believe a locker opens up and they are sucked down the tunnel. Yes. That leads them to the same exact couch in Whoop. Yes. So that's the one thing that bothered me. 
as well. Every couch time, continuity? Yes, the couch continuity. Like, how many tunnels do you have around the fucking world that brings these girls to the same exact fucking couch? Well, maybe, if anything, all those tunnels connect to one final, like, well, small that's what tunnel I think. that leads to that but couch. But imagine that fucking tree of tunnels just underground. Hey. And also, is this underground, or is this... It seems underground. Like, and, like, how far underground is it? Does Jerry live there? Where does, where does Jerry... How does Jerry eat? How does he poop? Lynn, I mean, he's a normal human being. Yeah, I know he is, but, like, if he's underground... You can build bathroom facilities underground. Yes, I know, but does he ever go outside? That's my well, question. Or is he stuck in this box basically no, being like, I, has, Whoop, has Whoop locked him underground and went? No, because he shows up at, like, the... Oh, he, he shows up at the end. That's yeah, right. he shows up at the end of the first episode. It's just so weird. I yeah. think it's weird. They let I him just... out. It's okay. <laughs> I, it's all right. Hashtag justice for Jerry. <laughs> It's okay. I just think it's weird. It is kind of weird, yeah. But, um, but it, Jerry's like, okay. Continuity-wise, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me, and I think that bothered me a lot. Obviously, I'm getting worked up over it when yeah, you're, you're just like, it's okay. You're like freaking out of it. Just, it just blows my freaking mind. It's okay. Jerry's so, fine. Jerry has him in, in the Whoop HQ, and Jerry basically goes, hey, uh, so the Olympics is a thing. And Zanzibar is a thing. <laughs> hey, so you know those things that happen like every four years where everybody does a sport? Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> it's been so, happening for centuries. So, like, you know, the Olympics are a thing. Uh, Zanzibar is a thing. Zanzibar is acting weird, though. Like, weird. You well, need to go check that out. Well, the one thing with Zanzibar is that it seems like all of their all of their competitors do every sport. Or it seems like because, like, the same team was the same, I guess... They only had six people, so they all played ice hockey, bobsled, and figure skating. Wait, what? Really? Because it seemed like all the same people were in... I thought the dudes all looked alike, and then you had the one girl. The one girl. Right. Which I, Was she on the was she in the bobsled, too? It seemed like she was. No, she no, was only figure skating. Because Clover was the one that was in the bobsled with them. Yeah, Clover dealt with the bobsled people. Uh-huh. Alex de- dealt with um, the skiing one. Yeah. And then Sam dealt with... Uh, the actual bugs. Yeah, so let's let's go back to when they get there. So they're all just dis- mm-hmm. they're all um, disguised as different things. Um, I think one's a journalist, one is an athlete. Clover's the athlete. Alex is the journalist. Sam is the med- the medical examiner. I think we skipped something because I have a note here about um, one of the guys on the Zanzibar team doing a ski jump. No, that's that's where I'm getting. Oh, at. that's where you're getting to. Okay. Yeah. So- Did I miss a flying pig too? There was a flying pig somewhere. There was a fat joke made to somebody. Okay. And, and then a pig appeared and an oink happened. That's the other thing is that um, as the series progresses, they add in more sound effects that are just I, cause weird I, and misplaced. Because I saw, I heard the sound effect and then I thought I saw like a, like a cartoon a pig, pig it's fly like across the screen. It's like a cartoon pig that flies across the screen. Wow. So I wasn't crazy. Okay. It, it's like with some of the punchlines that they make, they really want to emphasize on it. And it's like, like she's fat, she's a pig, like right. And it's like they're all fucking skinny. What's your yeah? Point? It's like so yeah. That there was a fat joke made to one of the girls because they're all fawning over Ricky and gotcha. That's where that came from. So yeah, no. When they get there, we first cut to Alex, who is um, disguised as a journalist, mm-hmm. and she watches the ski jump competition. Gotcha. Um, the guy on the Zanzibar team um, jumps so high he flies mm-hmm. and then rips off his clothing. Yeah. Basically, he's just so strong on the jump that he just rips his. Like, he rips his clothing. To his shreds. sleeves just fall off, and right. And he was like, and then like he acted normal about it, 
like Alex was like, how like, did you do that? And he was like, like I, I have a good coach. He's like, I don't work out. But. I don't work out. I just have a really good coach. Yeah. And then like very nonchalantly goes, oh, I better replace my clothes and just like walks off. Yeah. It's weird. And then you cut to Clover with the bobsled team. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you're, you're, you know, our new teammate or whatever. And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, I don't think, I don't think I can do this. And they're like, oh no, if coach put you here, you're ready. And she's like, I don't know what that means. And she, oh no, 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 you're ready. You're ready. Mm-hmm. And I believe one of the guys sneezes and yeah. like hawks a loogie. Yeah. And she, that's where you get the first picture of the, of bug. the bug. Yeah. And Clover puts it in a baggie. And it will be sent off to quote unquote analysis, analysis later. Yes. And so she does the bobsled competition and she like is practically falling out of the bobsled. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what the fuck? And then all of the, everyone on the team says the same thing. Oh, we just have a really good coach. Yeah. Like our coach is really good. Mm-hmm. And then you cut to Sam who is observing the figure skater. Yeah. Cause they're in the hotel room. No, no, no. They oh, were wait. on ice. Oh, they were she on ice. She was practicing her routine. Okay, got it. And Sam was watching her and then the figure skater gets like a weird kink in her neck mm-hmm. sam comes over to like take a look at it and it's an actual bump that's like yeah, moving around her the, neck yeah it's like weird and it freaked sam out but then it went away and the girl's like i'm better now bye and like leaves yeah and then you cut to the hotel room and and the hotel is my favorite thing in the world so so they send the bug off to analysis and some of the some some parts of this gets a little sketchy for me. They send the bug off to analysis, and then they did something. Do you remember what they did after that? They were just hanging out in the hotel room. They were in the hotel room trying to trying to find because they found his suitcase, which had the computer in it. Yeah, but how did they get to the coach's room? They they just showed up. I think I think they just found it. Mm. Maybe it was something along the lines of like. Um, they wanted to meet this coach. Maybe yeah. they made like a comment about that. But anyway, you get to this coach's that's, hotel that, room. That's one thing too with this is it just kind of they just kind of seem to end a up places with like with like maybe one line of transition that like you miss. Yep. Which which we apologize if we if we miss some details on this. But we're trying our best. Yeah. But it's really simple. Like if you don't if you don't pay attention for like for like three seconds. seconds, then like you're lost. Yeah. So. Um, so that's the one thing. A lot of hard cuts in yeah. this show. So we're doing our best to remember all we this. We are. And, and it's been a couple days. So like for me, I'm a bit foggy. Yeah. Because um, we kind of like crammed all of this in in like two days. Mm-hmm. Um, so they end up at the coach's hotel room. It is oddly country in that. Co- like there's there were two ca- deer heads. Two deer heads. I think there was a cow head. Um, the wallpaper was cowboy. Mm hmm. So it was a cowboy on a horse with a lasso. Mm-hmm. Very weird. Yes, very, very weird. Very, very weird. And keep in mind, this like uh, this is technically the Winter Olympics, obviously. Mm-hmm. So they're in a wintry setting. Why is there like fucking country shit all over the place? Yeah. So yeah, you're right. So they go under the bed. They find the laptop. That was number one. And then they find the jar of bugs, mm-hmm. number two. And then there was a third thing that I don't remember. Yeah, well, I, I don't remember. But then they're like, well, then they hear him coming. They hear him coming to the room. And they um, they go, oh, we need to hide. Yeah. And so they go into a closet. They open up like a wardrobe in there. And then what they realize, it's actually a connection to the other room. Right, right. Where, where, this, where the figure skater is sleeping. Right. And she's like basically in a fever. Like yeah. she's like rejecting the insect that's inside her. Mm-hmm. So with that, the girls see her. They're like, oh, no, something's wrong. But um, the coach, the Zanzibar coach and his goonies are coming in. Yeah. So they suction cup themselves to the wall. To the ceiling, yeah. Yeah, to the ceiling. And they're basically discussing 
the fate of this girl. Mm-hmm. And Alex opens up her mouth. Again, Alex being a loud mouth opens up her mouth and says mm-hmm. something and they get I don't think they fought. Did they fight in this? Um no. I, I don't think they fought until Incredible Bulk. No, I don't think I don't think they fought in this one. Right. So basically they get in an altercation with the Goonies and the girls are caught. Mm-hmm. And the coach of Zanzibar decides that Clover gets to be the new figure skater. Yeah. And gives her like fucking six bugs. He gives her three bugs. Like, and and it's like weird. Yeah. It's like he gets three bugs and then she goes, well, I'm not going to compete for you. Mm-hmm. So the coach of Zanzibar, um, very obviously, ties up Sam and Alex to a bobsled. Mm-hmm. Was it a bobsled? No, it was like a husky sled. Like one of those. Oh, yeah, situations. yeah, yeah. It was a dog sled. A yeah. dog sled. And basically goes, uh, these dogs are trained um, to only command my voice and they're going to keep running until you compete. So you either compete or never see your friends again. But this is where I got confused. It's like, these girls are fucking spies with goddamn gadgets. They can't just like get out. Yeah. Like they can't pop open that compact computer and be like, Hey, uh, get us out of here. Hey, Hey Jerry. Hey buddy. Yeah. So, um, Clover goes, okay, fine. I'll compete. Then you do that hard hard cut again. Mm Mm-hmm. And it goes to Clover, and she's fucking buff now. Yeah, she's, like, she's ginormous. She's giant. And she has to compete. So she goes out on the ice. She's like, I don't even know what I'm doing. Just, just you know. And then her partner says something, and she starts, like, killing the routine. Well, like, she she went from, like, five foot to, like, eight foot. Eight foot and, like, 800 pounds. Yeah, but it was, like, pure muscle. Mm-hmm. It was very weird. So you get the, you get the shot of Clover somehow knowing what to do mm-hmm. and like being very good at figure skating. Then you get another cut back to Sam and Alex who are on this death dog sled, I guess. Yeah. And one of the gadgets, they pull out one of the, it's the credit card that they got into the room. Oh with. yeah. 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 And there's a hidden, like this, this really confused me. This was like a very cartoony scene. Mm-hmm. So they pull out the card and there's like a hidden blade inside mm-hmm. And they try to cut themselves fr- free, but they go over like a snowy hill. Mm-hmm. And so the card drops out of their grasp, but somehow boomerangs around and cuts the front mm-hmm. of the rope off. That's like on in the front of, of the dogs that keep the dogs and the sled together. Mm-hmm. That I didn't get. It was very yeah. cartoony. It was very out there. Yeah. Um, And it kind of seemed like, like they wanted a dire situation, but they needed to save time, kind of right, thing. Like they exactly. needed to keep them. It was just very weird. But that's basically what happens. Mm-hmm. So Sam and Alex go to the ice rink. They see Clover. One thing I wanted to mention too is at one point Sam and Sam and Alex are like crossing over this like sheet of ice mm-hmm. um, that starts to crack after a while, and they're like crawling. It's, I don't even remember well, that. Well, it seems we I, I noted it because it was a very long shot of like it, them of like it trailing behind them. It seemed very gratuitous of them crawling on all fours. Mm. And it was a camera shot behind them and I'm like this is very weirdly gratuitous. I don't <laughs> like this. This is really weird. Yeah, I don't even remember that. I'm on it like honestly, I don't. Yeah, I noted it after I noted it. I'm like, "What? This is I weird. don't even Oh my god, I don't even remember that. Yeah. All I remember is that they went to the ice rink. And again, the endings get very fuzzy for yeah. me. So they go to the ice rink and they get Clover to sneeze. Uh Clover is allergic to daffodils. Yes. And you learn that back in the in the um hotel room. Yeah. She's allergic to daffodils. 
So they basically shove a bunch of daffodils in her face and she sneezes out all three bugs. And literally, you watch her shrink back to normal. Yeah, she has the guy up in like a, like she's holding him. Mm -hmm. And then she shrinks back to normal and just falls. Right. Yeah. And then Zanzibar coach is captured. Everyone's returned to normal. Everything's Mm -hmm. happy. Mm -hmm. Cut back to school. Mm Mm-hmm. Where the three of the girls are like all over at David, like, and they're still all pissed at one another because yeah. they all want David. And, and like, then David goes up to them and, and says something along the lines of like, "I I wouldn't be able to have any of you guys or mm-hmm. or something like that." Yeah, I wouldn't be able to choose. I wouldn't be able to choose. Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, "Are you fucking serious?" And then he just walks away. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the end. <laughs> yeah. Um. I my note for that was David does not want to date any of these girls because he probably thinks they're all fucking crazy yeah right because he's known them for two seconds and yes. they're like david yes um all right so so the next one the incredible bulk season three episode nine yes yes so this is all focused around the girls wanting to go to the gym yes but the first scene you have is kind of like a venice beach yeah. It's, it's supposed to like, like, a, like resemble Venice Beach like in a sense. Like a muscle beach kind of right. like beachside gym kind of thing. Right. And like this guy eats this chocolate Pro- workout bar, yeah. protein bar, and then just goes fucking crazy. Yeah. He, he like becomes like his muscles grow like three times their size. His veins are popping out of his body. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's and then he starts he he puts like 20 plates on each side of this bench press and is just like going crazy. Right, he just starts going like bananas. And loses the ability to talk normally, too? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> You know, those mouth muscles get so big yeah, that after exactly. a while your tongue is just like giant. Yeah, and he had a bag full of them, too. He had like a duffel bag so it's full like, of has those he bars. Been eating them or did someone just carefully place that bag next yeah, to him? Yeah, exactly. Right, like that was weird. Um so then it cuts to the girls and they're all going to the gym. Mhm. And so they go to the gym, and they meet this guy. Yeah. Do you uh, Raymond. Raymond. Yes. They meet this guy, Raymond, who literally could be Alex's twin. Also, one thing, they were using some weird workout machines. The one was using a smile workout machine. That comes into play later. That freaked me out. That was weird. Yeah, that comes into play later. Um, yeah, so they meet this guy, Raymond, and he could literally be Alex's twin. It's like mm-hmm. if Alex was a big buff dude, it would be Raymond. Yeah. She falls in love with him, mm-hmm. like day one. And um, he helps them work out. Mm -hmm. Him and Alex have a good time. And it's time to go. Yeah. And so the girls basically convince Raymond to ask her back out. And Raymond goes, oh, I've got a a competition tonight. Yeah, you should come check it out. You should come check out my competition. And she goes, "Uh, okay, sure. And I believe they're in the locker room, and it's another locker suction thing that mm-hmm. they get transported. Yeah. And they are brought, brought to Jer- Jerry, who was no longer Jess Harnell. Yes, no longer Jess Harnell. And we have a new character, Gladys. Oh, yes, the robot. The yes. robot, which I still don't quite understand. Um, yeah. I don't remember Gladys very well. Yeah. Um, but Gladys is now Jerry's, like, companion in a sense, mm-hmm. like, robot companion. Right. And so they are told about... This man who is at a muscle beach who is just growling and throwing shit and causing mayhem Mm -hmm. and the girls need to go check it out. Yeah. So now they have these awesome fucking heart shaped backpacks that are goddamn like jet fuel stuff. I love it. I want it. And also speaking of their jet, their jet is fucking gigantic. 
Oh, yeah. It's probably the size of like the shield helicarrier or something if right. I'm trying to compare it to something else that I can think right. of. And that's the thing, too. The other thing I wanted to know about Whoop is that do they have multiple spies? Is it just these girls? Yeah, is it like, is it like a worldwide organization or is right. it just well, like... I think it is supposed to be worldwide because Whoop stands for a something. A worldwide something, yeah. I forget what it stands for. We went over that in the first half of this yeah. episode. We recorded that first half like three weeks ago. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so it does stand for something, but like... How big is this organization, or is it just Jerry, Gladys, and the girls? Mm-hmm. Like, who's Jerry's boss even? Yeah, that's like really what I want to get into. You, you realize with me that all I want you, is more information. You want all those answers to the questions I that do. nobody really cares to that, ask. That like children would not care about. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. Um, so, so the girls are transported to the beach with their awesome jetpack, heart-shaped backpacks mm-hmm. that I freaking love. And they just see this muscle head just throwing shit and throwing, smashing things. Throwing plates and barbells and right. everything. Mm-hmm. Um, they When they get to him, he's like, he turns to them and he's just like sliming from his mouth. It's like white slime, just like, as right. he's like, as he, as he can't speak coherently, he's just, right. And so now I'm trying to think. So the girls, they jump down, and this is the first time we see them have combat. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that they're fighting back, that they're trying to subdue this guy, which I yeah. think is awesome. I'm, I'm really glad that Totally Spies took this pivot in which these girls aren't running away mm-hmm. the way that Scooby and Shaggy would, and so that they're yeah. going in and they're fighting and, yeah. and they're taking care of business. There was one thing in that encounter that was funny, where at one point, one of them says, what's his problem? And there's like a 10 second pause after that is said, and it's like, did you, did somebody miss a miss a cue there? Like, what happened? Like, really? Yeah, because I think we both pointed it out that it was like somebody said, "What's his problem?" I don't know that. that <laughs> yeah, so that's. Ba- oh my god, I remember that. Yeah, now you. No, remember. you're right. He was like, "What's his problem?" And then like a really long pause, and we were, and then it went, "I don't know." And I was like, "Were they trying to build up to something?" Yeah. I don't. It was weird. Very weird. Yeah. Like maybe maybe I know this sh- I know the show is French so maybe mm-hmm. in France they had like a punchline to that or something that didn't yeah. translate into English yeah. English very well something um so they try and subdue this guy and I, all I remember is that eventually Alex runs an ice cream like thing into him mm-hmm. And a, a fat kid in the corner cries, literally. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then she says something along the lines of like, ooh, rainbow sherbet or something. Yeah. Or no, banana rainbows. It, it was not a flavor. It was yeah. very weird. Um, and, and then we cut to the bodybuilding competition. Yes, and then it cuts cuts back to the bodybuilding competition and this is when i was like all right i need to know the time of day it is light out yeah he said this takes place at night they were at another part of like i don't even know it could have been california but it could have been any other beach in the freaking world that they were at Mm -hmm. so they're back at this it's basically like a bodybuilding competition and um raymond sees alex and they're oh hi what's up oh my god i'm a teenager and i'm in love with a big muscly man (laughs) um and then he goes and performs and he's given a chocolate bar before he goes on. He's like, Oh, yeah. I have this protein bar. Do you want to try it? Yeah. No, I'm like good. I, he's like, I got a bo- I got a whole free box of them in the mail. Right. And he eats one and then goes on stage. Yeah. And what do you know? He he basically the word that is trying to be um 
you know, danced around, he hulks out. Yeah, he hulks up. Like, uh, obviously. And he gets big and muscly and he starts growling and shit. And The one thing, though, during his during his routine before he, like, goes crazy, there was some weird problem with the animation because typically his... Because in, mm. in, the, in the earlier scenes, his skin tone like, was like an olive skin tone. It's like, he's, like, darker. He's, he's yeah. like, a tan or an olive skin. Yeah. And then he gets on stage and he's pasty-ass white. Yeah. Like, there's a couple shots where he's, like, pasty yeah. white. And it's not just it's not just one, you know? Like, yeah. It, and I think what they're trying to portray is that he's got, a, a like, a spotlight on him. Yeah. But just because you have a spotlight on you doesn't mean that your freaking skin color changes. Yeah, just change the shadowing around the character. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But he, I mean, he turns... Like almost Ghost-like. so white that they didn't color him in. Yeah, that's, that's what, it what felt I like. got. Um, so it was very strange. Yeah, I was like, why is he white all of a sudden? Yeah. Um, and then he and then he like freaks out. Yeah. And again, the girls try and fight him. Everyone's running away. He ends up breaking through a wall mm-hmm. and running away, but- only to turn around and get one of like the protein bar wrappers. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? I was going to say, well, luckily, though, even though he ran off, Alex was able to throw a tracking beacon Mm. on him. Right. She had this band-aid that was a tracking beacon. Mm -hmm. And so they were able to follow him while also getting that protein bar that they need. Mm -hmm. And um, so they send the protein bar off to, you guessed it, analysis. And in the meantime, they track Raymond. Mm -hmm. So this, again... You see where we get to? We get to a certain point in the show where I get very fuzzy as to what happens. Yeah. So they end up following him to a remote layer. Um, and while while they are going off to this remote layer, Jerry comes back with the analysis and reports, "Oh, this bar is by some Swedish." He was a former Mister Universe. Mister Universe, yeah. right? Um, and you know, something happened and he wasn't able to perform again. Yeah. He got in an accident or something and he wasn't able to, to compete anymore. Yeah. And so they go to this evil lair and they see Raymond and now Raymond is like the size of a house and he's in this tiny glass box and he's literally being bare fed mm-hmm. like these, these handfuls bars. of these bars along with the other guy from the beach. Right. The other guy from the beach was in another cage there. Right. And so what I remember after that is that they meet this fantastic villain. And then we meet this guy, Ulrich, or something. <laughs> Ulrich is his name. Ulrich You're right. is his name. Uh, Ulrich Strong something, I thought. Yeah. Um, who is very flamboyant. He's got this great, like, wrestling outfit. Dresses on, like basically. Ric Flair. Basically, it's Ric Flair with, Woo! like, a Swedish ra- accent. It's yes. very weird. And... Of course, like every, every even evil villain, mm-hmm. Ulrich gives away what he's trying to yeah, do. Yeah, he just runs through his entire plan. He's basically trying to blow out his competition so he be- he can become Mr. Universe again. Mm-hmm. So his way to do that is to turn these giant, these big muscly men into giant hulks mm-hmm. who know nothing. Yeah. Um, so what I remember is that the one gadget that they had besides... The backpack and the Band-Aid is that they had this chapstick Mm -hmm. that they put around um, Raymond's mouth and the guy from the beach, Mm -hmm. his mouth. And it zipped their mouth shut so they couldn't eat anymore. Yeah, it sealed their mouths, yeah. And then they all got pinned up against a wall. Mm -hmm. And this is where that smiling workout thing comes into play. Yeah. 
their mouths are, are pried open and pulled back uh-huh. and they're about to be force fed these bars but they all remember their smile workout yep. and break the wires yep. which was just so fucking weird yeah um, it was a good callback though to the beginning and kind of I a good agree. payoff for that i think writing like from a writing standpoint all right. Like a small like I a like small it. detail that they call back, you know. Right. It's yeah. you know, to pull everything together. So I think that it shows, in my opinion, like while I think it's cheesy, it does show that their writers are growing. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. I, I think the show from what it started out from and what it turned into, mm-hmm. a lot of growth. Right. Whereas definitely. with Dexter's Lab and Code Lyoko, it was all the it was same. the same thing. Every single episode. It was episode. basically the same template of an episode. Right. Just with different, you know, things to right. fill it in. You know, different events and all of that. But it was the yeah. same thing every single time. So mm-hmm. you do see a lot of growth. Yeah. Um, with, you know, the producers and the writers of this show. Yeah. Um, so they break out and they follow Ulrich into like a shipping warehouse situation mm-hmm. where they are met with more bulky guys and they have to fight them. But Alex comes to the conclusion that the girls cannot fight them they're too big mm-hmm. so what does she decide to do she eats one of the bars she eats multiple bars that's right she does and then she those home tracker band-aids uh-huh. she puts two on her back and somehow not only are these trackers trackers but they're shock controllers something yeah like basically it gives alex a shock and then like she follows the girl's orders mm-hmm. so alex beats the shit out of the guys well, and one thing too, when she when she becomes this giant bulking thing, her voice turns into like a seven-year-old boy. Oh, this was boy. your favorite thing. It's like, rawr, rawr, rawr. Like, like her voice. Obviously, I forget who does Alex's voice. Is that the girl from the Muppets? Um, maybe. I think it's the girl from Baby Muppet from Muppet Babies. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, but. <laughs> Um, her her voice can't do it. So like the register that Alex's voice is is set in is too high, mm-hmm. and so to do both gruff and high register, the voice actress's voice cracks. Oh yeah, constantly. Like she can't withstand it. I don't blame her. I I'm I'm sure it's very hard to do. Oh definitely. So um so Alex's voice is constant, and it's very it's very much like if you saw like a little like. Pomeranian bark at you. That's what I thought of, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Alex beats up the guys, and then, and here we go again. The way they subdue the villain, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I think Alex just beats him up. Yeah. And then everything goes back to normal. And then we end with again another episode ending with them trying with one of them trying to get a guy. And Alex is like, "Oh, do you want to do you want to go out again to Raymond? Because now Raymond's back to normal and everything like that." Right. And uh, and he's. Oh like, yeah, this was weird. Yeah, this w- he was like, you know, I would, but I normally don't date girls that are stronger than me. I can't. No. I can't date a girl that's stronger than he I. He said, am. "I can't date a girl that's bigger than that's me. That's bigger than I am." That's what he said, and I was like, "That is such a bad way to end." Oh yeah, that's such a bad way. To really end. bad way. Holy shit! Like. 2018 that would not fly oh man such a shitty reason fuck raymond oh my god i hated that i was like fuck you raymond um but that's how that ends yeah and now we come to my favorite episode episode four this was a great episode we both (laughs) loved this episode i mean the first 30 the first minute was like oh my god i mean i thought this was a like a genuinely funny episode yeah i thought this was good so this is mime your own business from season four yes 
This is episode episode six. Six, yes, yeah. episode six. I, I was looking at the Wikipedia page. Apparently, the um, the Incredible Bulk is actually episode seven of season three. I guess they're numbered wrong on YouTube. I guess maybe maybe they were uploaded wrong. Yeah, maybe. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So season four, episode six is mind your own business. Um, um, the opening to this one is great because it opens on a I want to guess a comedy club. With this character, with Wi- this, yeah. this character Wickfield, right? Who's like, a, who's a ventriloquist who has a frog puppet, mm-hmm. um, and he's doing his whole bit and everything like that. And then all of a sudden, um, out of nowhere, or I, does he finish his bit and everything? Or he finishes it. He gets a like a standing ovation, and mm-hmm. he goes off. Yeah, and he's backstage when a hooded figure approaches him, mm-hmm. and I think Wickfield thinks it's a like a fan or something at yeah, first. Yeah, something. And then this shadowed figure pulls out an accordion. Which also happens to be a laser. And turns him into a mime. Yes. Oh my God. This is just the beginning, people. Yes. And so then you cut to the girls. Yeah. And I don't remember. All, all I have is, as a note is they're cock blocking one another, basically. Like they're like they're all trying to go after the same nope. guy, but they're all like sabotaging one it was another. Not that it was Alex who couldn't keep a secret. Oh, okay. So first it was Sam. She was like helping a teacher, and then Alex basically gives away that like Sam is brown nosing the teacher. Oh, okay, yeah. And then it cuts to Clover. She's with a guy, and Sam says something very embarrassing about Clover. Yeah. So that's the thing is that Sam can't keep a secret, mm-hmm. and if you're friends with someone who just fucking blabbermouths everything, mm-hmm. you might want to get a new friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh my god. So they're going. I think they're. Uh, the the transition here is they're walking through the courtyard and all of a sudden there's just these random baby strollers that's that oh this was fucking it was weird there's just a whole like there's a row of of there was three of them that just roll through um roll along the sidewalk and they're all just looking at it like what then all of a sudden it just like snatches them up and just brings them into whoop it was like the weirdest the weirdest one i think of the season so far very very the weirdest one um and so they're in whoop and And i i put down a note i feel like jerry's voice changed again yes i have a note i said another new jerry it's definitely a different va yeah it has to be um so i'm looking at okay so jerry was voiced by jess harnell for seasons one and two and then by adrian truss for seasons three and three through six yeah it seems like it seems like um it seems like it's a different voice actor though it does maybe maybe he couldn't do that specific day yeah or you have that with vas where like Mm -hmm. like i the best examples i can give is like in code lyoko Mm -hmm. i remember one specific uh episode where there was one person voicing Jeremy and Ulrich. Mm-hmm. Um, in I remember in Pokemon, um, the girl who did Misty's voice would sometimes do Pikachu's voice. Mm-hmm. So like I think it's just one of those things that like whoever's there on that day can just right, record. Yeah, like for whatever reason he couldn't record, so they had someone else do it. Yeah. Um. So then they cut to basically Jerry tells them like there's this dude going around making people into mimes. Like yeah. what the fuck? And so they cut to a magician. Her name is Molotov. Yeah. She's Russian. And so here's the thing. This this mime laser is supposed to turn them into mimes and keep them silent, but you can still make bodily noises. Yeah, it's <laughs> oh, Right. Uh, but but the thing is is with Molotov, it is a straight up cry. They yeah. hear her crying, that's how they find her. Yeah. And they turn around, "Oh, she's she's a mime." They have mm-hmm. her try and write on something, mm-hmm. but it's in Russian, so I think they send it off to analysis. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what I didn't I didn't quite like that about mm-hmm. 
the mime thing. Yeah. How are they going to stay silent, but they can still scream and do muffled noises and all of that? That didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was actually kind of like not great. Yeah. And then and then after that, we get another another entertainer that gets uh, turned into a mime. This time, his name it's is Valet. Valet. Who has his hit single, Yeah, Woohoo. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> rushing back to me so he's on stage and you have this really upbeat like electric music playing and all he can do is go yeah woohoo that's that's his hit single yeah woohoo and that's all he does he never sings no he never does and then so the girls are they're on like the like basically like the banner that holds up the lights Uh they're like that's how they're watching this yeah and Clover is taking pictures of Valet and like freaking out. Oh, I'm at a Valet concert. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, Valet is a stupid ass name. It is a really dumb name. Um, and then all of a sudden they see a, a shadowed figure in the corner. Mm-hmm. And then the figure pulls out the accordion and yeah. like plays the song. And oh no, Valet is now, he can't, yeah, woohoo no more. He's a yeah. mime. Yeah. <laughs> and so they chase the mime, or they chase the figure. Yep. And sadly, Alex and Sam are turned into mimes. Yeah, and then we find out this guy is like some lame, lame ass low rent Joker ripoff. It looks like, like he's got. Do we like, see a picture? Yeah, of him? we see his face because he then gives like a monologue. Because even though he's technically a mime, he can still talk. He didn't talk until they were in his house. Right, but but that's the, not where this happened, though. I thought it was. No, no, he gets away. He turned a bunch of people into mimes on the way. Okay, but they brought they brought the pictures and everything back to Jerry (laughs) and so I think what it was was that with the combination of pictures and the note that Molotov wrote they were able to find out that the ma that the person doing this is a mime who used to perform oh yeah yeah his name was Jazz Hands Jazz Hands again dumb name great name so the girls are back at Whoop, and they find this out. And so in order to communicate, he gives Alex and Sam these, um, like, wristwatch translators. They can type mm. into it, and I'll make a noise. Yeah. But Alex doesn't like the voice she, of the translator. She throws it off of her arm. So she throws it off of her arm, takes off Jerry's shoe, borrows his sock, and then makes little eyes and has a sock puppet. Which was the funniest fucking thing because she was just oh, so she was God. so intent on having the And she starts putting makeup on it. Yeah, like it's yeah. really it gets really interesting. So So they find out where this mime lives. Mm-hmm. And she basically turned it into a monkey. No, he had No, no, she buys a monkey. Or she we'll bought like a monkey it. puppet or yeah. Yeah, Th- that's coming up. So okay. they go. They basically go to um, the mime's house, and I think there's like a, a festival going on or something. Because uh-huh. like while they're walking up to his house, you just see a bunch of performers and a bunch of mimes, uh-huh. and that's where Alex trades in her sock pocket for puppet for a fucking monkey. Yeah. and it just it made me laugh so hard because here's the girls and they're like dressed up in normal, but Sam and Alex have like these giant white faces and like red lipstick, yep. and, and they look like mimes. And Alex just has this fucking puppet. Yeah. And I like lost it. I was like, she's carrying around a sock puppet in, in public. Like yeah. to me, that was so funny. It was so silly. And so she eventually goes and gets a monkey and Clover's like done with it. She's yeah. like, I'm fucking done with you guys. You guys are weird. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And then they disguise themselves into performers as well. Yeah. They break into Jazz Hands' house. And when they break in, 
they break into a room and it was really creepy. They break into a room where it was a projector and a screen. Yeah, yeah. And it was just his performance. Yeah, it was very creepy. Like, looping. And then Clover's like talking. She's trying to figure it all out. And Jazz hands enters, but he doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And he's behind Clover. So Clover can't see him, but Alex and Sam can. Oh, yeah. So she's like, she's like trying, they're like trying to tell her. She's like, what is it this? Yeah. And what they're miming it, it because Sam's handheld thing fell down a vent. Yeah. It fell down a vent. Yeah. And so they, I think Clover eventually turned around, saw him. There's com- combat ensues. Mm-hmm. And then Jazz Hands starts talking. Jazz Hands, again, fantastic voiceover for Jazz Hands. Mm-hmm. I loved it. We, I think we both started laughing. Yeah, it's great. Oh, my God. It was awesome. Um, and then I don't know if it was in this interaction or another one. Um, I have the line, mime your own business. Was that in this interaction or a later interaction? No, I, that was on the when they were on the wiener dog blimp. Okay, yeah. Um, So Jazz Hands gives away his... His plan. His plan. As all the other villains seem to do in this show. Right. And he does something to them, ties them up, has them captured in some way. Yeah, because he has his apprentice mimes or something. His, his, that's what they were called, apprentice mimes. Yes. And he goes, his big old plan is to literally take a hot air balloon shaped as a wiener dog in a hot dog outfit. Mm-hmm. And from this balloon, turn everybody into mimes. Yep. So he goes up in his wiener dog hot dog balloon and the girls break free and Jack pack up. Yeah. Along the way, Sam somehow gets her translator back. Yeah, that's right. She, I think she like picks it she finds it or something and picks well, it back up. That's the thing is that we don't see it. She just yeah. magically has it again. I dropped my pen. That's right. Um, so they jet pack up to the wiener dog and that's when the mime your own business comes in play. Yeah. Cause he, not only did he say that, but then he calls the girls uh-huh. talkies. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that is so, that's such a poor, cause I know what he's trying to reference. Yeah. I get it, but it's, it's, a, n- it's a really dumb insult. It's dumb. Cause it's not an insult. Yeah. And technically he's a talkie. He's yeah. talking. Yeah. And technically they're not because exactly. two thirds of the people in the group can't talk. Right. So that's where I was like, that was such a bad joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, I'm your own business. That's where he says it. Yeah. And again, this kind of gets a little fuzzy for me, but what I do remember is it was a mime dog too. At some point there was, there was one I have. Oh, he turned a dog into a mime. Yes. He turned a dog yes. into a mime. Um, but basically the girls are able to fight off the apprentice mimes and they mm-hmm. get thrown into an ocean. But because it's that sunset, it looks like they were thrown into fucking lava. Yeah. Um, and then the balloon was about to crash into something, mm-hmm. but with the one gadget that they had, it was basically like a mint or something that you would chew and like you could literally blow fire. So Sam was able to evade it. Mm-hmm. And then they somehow capture jazz hands. Yeah. Again, this is where it gets really fuzzy for me. It gets really me. fuzzy, yeah. And um, they capture Jazz Hands, and all is good with the world, and they were able to reverse the effects of the accordion after Gladys played with it. Mm-hmm. So your cutting scene here, from what I remember, it, it again, ties back into the first scene mm-hmm. where Alex can't keep a secret. The girls told Alex a secret about Gladys. Mm-hmm. 
um, and said, you know, if, if you want to be our friend, you're going to keep the secret. Right. But once Alex gets the, um, the ability to talk again, she says it. And it's something along the lines of Gladys having a secret relationship with Jerry's photocopier. Oh, yeah. And so what do the girls do? They turn her back into a mime. And then it cuts away. Everyone's laughing. The end. Yeah. And that is the end of the last episode we saw. So oh, man. Um, hour and 35 minutes into our recording. <laughs> I know. It's, it, we just, we, what we had a lot of notes. We had a lot of notes. We did. We had a lot of notes. So yeah. I'm going to keep this portion um, relatively short. Relatively short because I we were trying our best to kind of put everything together because together it gets really fuzzy. Mm-hmm. All in all, I liked the show. I thought it was really good, but obviously there's a lot of forgetful moments. Yeah. I remember watching this as a kid. Mm-hmm. But there are parts of this show that I don't remember watching. Mm-hmm. And it's so apparent to me that um, that even now, I just I watched four episodes of this not even a week ago. And I can't remember how they all ended. Right. You yeah. know, like, that's what's crazy to me. But I love it. I think it's goofy. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really fun. Even as an adult, I think it's fun to watch. Especially if you haven't really seen anything like it. You know, it... it kind of follows the Kim Possible idea of being a, a super spy, mm-hmm. but it's still different. It's right. not Kim Possible. Yeah. So I do like it in that aspect. Yeah. Um, the hard cuts are okay. I, I wish they got a little bit more into the personal lives, but I do like how the characters do grow up and eventually go to college. Mm-hmm. I do like that idea. Yeah. Um, and I, I like how you since we watched something from a different season every single time you saw the growth of the show as a whole mm-hmm. i did appreciate that yeah um what about you um i really i actually really enjoyed this i thought it was actually pretty funny the humor in it was surprisingly it's it holds up surprisingly well and i think it's because they're not really trying to make it they didn't really date it really right it's very much you know it's just general funny stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they play more off just like basic ideas or like simple, like I'm thinking in improv terms, like they have very simple games each episode, mm-hmm. like the whole, like, or they'll do, you know, callbacks to like small things, which is really cool that like a small detail you may have picked up on in the beginning of an episode has a payoff later on in the episode, which is actually right. really satisfying. Yeah. Um, the characters, I think, as, as you mentioned, are actually written pretty well when you get into later seasons. They, yeah. they get, they, they get written a lot better i'll say i think they started um, out not being well written but yeah. they end up being well written um they do kind of fall into some of the same tropes when it comes to female characters mm-hmm. um you know dealing with guys and things like that um they they unfortunately tend to fall into some of those tropes but but honestly i'll say this is the first series out of any that we watched so far on this show that i would actually go back and probably watch some more of same because i because i did enjoy it and i thought the humor was enjoyable um, right. And I'm, it wasn't grating to watch. It wasn't like it was a chore to watch. I actually enjoyed yeah, watching we it. We watched it while we ate dinner, and it flew by. Yeah, I would really like to go back and rewatch like season six, like the last mm-hmm. season they did, and just yeah. see if it if it you know did it justice in a mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, but I would definitely rewatch this. Yeah, I agree. So. Out of the three that we've watched, how would you rate them? I'm 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 pretty much guessing how you would rate it. But. Uh, bottom of the pile, Code Lyoko. Right. Garbage. It's not. It's garbage. No, it's not. It's, I mean, to me, it's garbage. Okay. Um, second, Dexter's Lab top would be uh, Totally Spies so Mine far. would be Totally Spies, Code Lyoko, Dexter. Yeah, it's, yeah. But it's fine. It's your opinion. Whatever. It's your opinion. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I didn't really... I know that normally we go into this a little bit more, but 
honestly, I feel like there wasn't much to get into. The show does have its faults where I think it is rather forgettable at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a fun show to watch. Definitely. You agreed. know, it's it's not like Code Lyoko where like with Code Lyoko, that's something I watch when I'm doing other things. I would sit down and watch Totally Spies and have it have my full attention. I just can't retain anything that it, that it showed me. <laughs> and, and I think that's because they, it's a very fast-paced show. Very That's fast-paced. really trying to hit a whole bunch of stuff in a short amount of time. Right. So they really have trouble, you know, getting everything through to get, you know, getting all the story beats in and hitting the subplot and everything so that people can actually, you know, um, get to, like, get the whole picture, so. Right. So the last thing, Evan, that I'm going to need you to do before we start um, posting everything and, and uh, promoting everything, because you have to go soon. Yes, I do. Um, I need you to open up my... Already on it. Already okay. on it. and choose a number. Uh, any number? Do, I think I have up to, like, 15, so 1 through 15. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do... I'm going to do 7. Okay, go ahead. I hope I have at least 15 Three, done. Four. Five, six. Hey, all right. This is a good one. What? This is a good one. Folks, the subject of our next episode next month for the month of August is Hey Arnold. All right. That's exciting. Hey Arnold. Great. I'm actually very excited for this. Same. This is is a show that I I watched a lot of as a kid. I watched a lot of it as a kid, but I didn't understand it until I was older. And actually now it actually now has a new entry in it because they just released a movie i think last year yes released they a Arnold movie last year yes. or sometime this year it's it's something along the lines that it's coming yeah. out soon yeah so um let's really wrap this up so again yes. the the podcast that i mentioned in the break totally reprise that is a rewatch podcast by audio entropy the hosts i believe are molly and ashley mm-hmm. um so go ahead and watch them that'd be great and then you have um, the Never Done Again podcast that's on YouTube. That is our friends Joe and Kat. Please go watch them, especially if you're into um, you know improv. They're going to be doing, I believe, a lot of interviews with local comedians. Yeah, and all a lot of, that. of it, yeah. It's based around Lehigh Valley improv comedy. Right. Uh, so a lot of cool people that we know um, mm-hmm. probably will be on that show at some point. So definitely right. give that a listen. And also check out Kat's blog, which is neverdoneagain.wordpress.com. Yes, you can also find the podcast. I believe on her WordPress. I think that's why they do it on YouTube so she can put it on WordPress. Yeah, I think I think they're working on getting that up there, yeah. Right. Um so with that Evan, where can people follow you? Uh so you can find me on Twitter at e underscore williamson 93 That's where I post all my musings and happenings. Um and if you're into improv comedy and you're in the Lehigh Valley area of Pennsylvania, you can come check me out every second and fourth Saturday as part of the Improv Comedy Power Hour with the team Four Eyes. And uh, I got a bunch of other stuff coming up in the coming months, which we'll probably talk about when it gets closer to. But um, if you want information on any shows happening at Steel Stacks in Bethlehem, PA, where I'm normally based out of, go to www.steelstacks.org slash comedy. Yep. And as for me, um, you can just find me on Twitter at Ann Lynn, A-Y-N-N-E-L-N-N. Um, if I do anything on the internet, that's where I post it. Um, you can find this podcast on Twitter, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on iTunes, on Google Play. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at NostalgiaCops. If you have any suggestions of shows, anything you want to share with us, we have a Gmail. It's uh, NostalgiaCops at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And we also do another podcast called the Read Between Podcast. Um, that is also on pretty much anything 
where you listen to podcasts, including yeah. like YouTube and stuff. Yeah. Um, you can follow that on Twitter. That is read between cast and also on Instagram read between cast and also on Facebook at facebook.com slash read between cast. Yes. yes. So please go follow us there. Um, Nostalgia cops also has a Facebook page. I just don't post Facebook. On there. Yeah. Facebook.com slash Nostalgia cops. Yep. So that's it for us. Yes. Um, we will see you guys next month with Hey Arnold. Yes. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned for our Twitter page too, because like we did for this this uh, this episode, we'll be sure to put the episodes that we watch of each series right. on our Twitter page, so you can watch along and uh, and provide your own opinions. So exactly. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's it from us. Um, I took up enough of Evan's time. He has to now scarf something down and go i won't even have time to eat i have to leave in five minutes all righty <laughs> all right um thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you guys next time see you guys bye, bye.